Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. Wow. Well, you know, I had this awesome, amazing message all prepared. I worked really hard. And the Lord just came in and blew it. I'm being cheeky. He came in and blew it, though. In a good way. I had an encounter last night with the Lord and uh, I believe Isaiah 11 2 if you're familiar with Isaiah 11 2 says the spirit of the Lord rested upon him obviously speaking of the branch Jesus but we're connected to him, right? And I believe last night how he visited me. It was a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and might and knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I woke up with his presence, weighty presence resting upon me. some of you out of Job 33, 14 to 18, it says this. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon man while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from him or deliver him from his pride to keep back his soul from the pit. Everybody say mercy. And his life from perishing by the sword. Isn't he good? I know there's a lot of dreamers in here. I love when the Lord visits in dreams. So I'm going to share this because really this is is how the Lord shifted things. But it is in the same vein of where we were going. But we'll we'll go to another week we'll, we'll hit into and continue on. But I feel like it's important. I could feel the weight of his, of the importance in him saying, you need to impart this. I want to impart this to the family. So this dream was a massive cathedral that was being renovated. It was in pretty rough shape. It was honestly a mess. Uh, Some people I recognize from the larger body of Christ in Canada 
And so it wasn't just Ehop, but he wants Ehop to hear it. So as a body of Christ in Canada, and I saw people that I recognize, leaders that I recognize, and this is going to sound funny, it's going to let you into my world. And how many of you know, like when the Lord wants to talk to you and give you language, dreams are often more symbolic. You know, you, you need to interpret them where visions are pretty straight and clear most times. And so, so in this dream with the leaders that I'm rubbing shoulders with and there's activity and everybody's trying to do jobs. It's like working construction, right? You know, everybody's doing jobs, working with tools and uh, Hulk is there and the, the Avengers are there. You know, it's, yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah, come on. I knew Phil would love that one. Um, me and him are Avenger fans. But the whole point is, is that um, there were even those who of great stature, those who were seen as maybe strong, you know, or great, you know, from a, from a perspective. And uh, this work was going on. And I saw, here's the issue though. I saw many, and I felt it in my heart. I felt it. It was, I saw many were angry with each other, lacking love and patience of any kind. And I had the sense of some were sincerely trying to do their job well if it just wasn't for those other ones. The project seemed to be the focus. So this cathedral seemed to be more the focus of what was being built. But what I could understand in the dream was that it became about self. And that it was where much of the frustration and anger came out of. I could feel pride and the need to accomplish greatness for all to see. It was... Uh, It was a sobering encounter because I felt what was in the heart of the Lord as he was watching it, you know? And to describe what I felt was not anger from the Lord at all. I, I, I felt no anger from the Lord. What I felt was him rolling up his sleeves and... I'm going to bring an adjustment. It was like you saying, this is my house. <laughs> and, uh, but the weight of the fear of the Lord on it, it's not, you know what I mean? Like the holy, the reverent, to, to revere him, his presence. That was resting upon me in this. And it left me with these questions. Was the cathedral to be renovated? Was it actually the cathedral? Was that what the, this was all about? To renovate? You know? Um, it spoke to me about what we were putting our hands to. 
where we put in our hands to the traditions of man or the traditions of the past or religion. And I felt with that question drop in my spirit is, I don't believe so. He's turning the light on this, exposing it. And also, I felt this drop into my spirit. Maybe the old cathedral is a picture of the best self-life could do or offer. So picture the scene. The big old cathedral, traditional, it's been around forever. Everybody's angry and frustrated with one another and working on this building. So important, this building. So that everybody could see it. And it's like, maybe it's a picture to the body of Christ as this is what all of your works can add up to in and of yourself, your strength. You know, you got Hulk on the scene. You got, like, you know, you can have all this seeming strength, but if it's rooted in self, it's going to be fruitless. Amen? So all were trying to do their best, and yet the project was, uh, was taking forever. I could feel it in the air. It's like, well, I'm just going to shoot straight. It felt like everybody felt like they became a slave and they didn't know how they got there. It's just like, gosh, the project that never ends. How did we get here stuck in this, you know? And it's still not done, not even close, like that kind of a feeling. So people were filled with much frustration. The atmosphere was frustration, impatience, dissatisfaction, disappointment, and discouragement. So you look at that, and it's like, okay, so what is lacking here, Lord? What's lacking in this environment? What was lacking was clear kingdom Everybody say kingdom. Kingdom vision. Building of his kingdom was missing. I understood much of what was seemingly being built for the kingdom, seemingly being built for the kingdom, would be torn down in the end and burned by fire, discovering it wasn't the kingdom at all. So it looked very different Yeah, so the kingdom looked very different than what the very best of self or man had to offer. And these are the scriptures that the Lord gave me. Please uh, don't be discouraged because this is yet another love letter, if you want to put it in that language, a love letter to the church. He's coming to his church in love. 
Matthew 16, 8 says this, on this rock, speaking to Peter, he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is what he declares. And Jesus says, well said, my father has revealed this to you. And he says, upon this revelation, I am building my church. Who's doing the building? I am building my church. I take great confidence in that. I will build my church, my ecclesia, which means a council, a war room, and the gates of Hades shall be destroyed because of it. Proper translation of that is not You know, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against us like we're on the defense. No, it's actually proper proper translation. It's the offense. We are going to storm the gates of hell and destroy the gates, the works of darkness. Jesus came to destroy what? The works of the devil, the works, the powers of darkness. He came to destroy these works. And he says, so I'm building something. I'm building my kingdom. I'm building my ecclesia, my government. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. Why don't we turn there? If you got your Bibles, apps, whatever <laughs> you got. <laughs> read through it. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners. That's good news right there. But fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord to whom you also are being built together. So is it a structure that's being built? People. For a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So we're not strangers. We're not foreigners. We're citizens of of a kingdom. And we're members of the household of God. And we have been and are being built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, meaning the model for us to all look to. In whom the whole building, everybody say the whole building. The whole building being fitted together 
grows into a holy temple in the Lord or a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. Amen? Beloved, I believe that there is a massive course correction taking place worldwide, especially in the West and North America. Jesus himself, as the chief architect, builder, and cornerstone, is dropping his plumb line in our midst. Do we perceive it? Do we bear witness to that? The apostolic teachings and prophetic revelation are bringing us back to a people that are being built together, transformed together, being fashioned into the image of Christ himself. This is why the counsel and might is being offered to all of us. And I'm going to just leave a little hint of where we'll be going in the next week. Actually, we're going to read it, and then we'll, uh, then we'll finish off. But really, he is pointing to, with great clarity, John 15. John 15 is the season we're in to him who has ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart that would respond to his grace. The remedy to what is missing is true north found in abiding in Christ alone and him in us. Without me, you can literally do nothing of any kingdom value of any eternal worth, it will just burn by fire. If that offends you, good. Now kick it to the curb, your offense, and get into a line with what Jesus is building. time to repent and turn and start cultivating a life of fruitfulness that remains. Do you want a life of fruitfulness that remains or do you just want your own life built by you? Do you want to be a self-made, what is it, a self-made man? Is that what you want, a woman? Is that what you want to be, a self? Wow, good luck with that. right now part of John 15 and uh, then we'll bring it to a close something that we can stew on and abide in where is he? stew (laughs) did I say stew? You guys are hilarious. Oh my goodness. Some people's children. No, kidding. Kidding. All right, let's read John 15. 
Jesus says to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. There's the why. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them together and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, listen, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you for this reason, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment. Here it is. That you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I hear from my Father, I have made known to you and will make known. You did not choose me. I repeat, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appoint you, I appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you, that you love one another. Hebrews speaks about that if you're being disciplined in a season, let's say you're uh, making some unhealthy choices, you know, and you know you are, and you're just keeping at it. If he comes in and disciplines you, Scripture says 
is it's because he considers you a son or a daughter. Do you get that? If he didn't care about you, didn't give a rip about you, he wouldn't bother with you. You would just be illegitimate. You would not be a son or a daughter. So if you've been in a season or are in a season of discipline, let him love you to life. Let him bring the corrections. Choose to come into agreement with them. See, here's the issue. A lot of us with our past, when the Father comes in like this, we misunderstand the discipline of the Father and we believe that He is disappointed, doesn't like us, really is put off by us, super angry with us um, because of our failure, our personal failures or our struggle, what we might be struggling with. If he's disciplining you, do not harden your heart. Let him love you as a good father does with his son or his daughter. Let him love you to life. Now, some of you, you've actually have been in a season of pruning. Pruning is not discipline. heard some people use the terminology, oh, he's just pruning me, you know. It's like, no, 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 no. It's understand what pruning is. If he's pruning your life, if he's cutting back on even some things that, the, you know, might be good, like a, most times it is, and he's cutting away some distractions, and he's, you know, he's coming in, and it's, maybe I got a little bit less resource. I got this or that. He's, and he's cutting some things away. It's because you're bearing fruit. It's because you're bearing fruit that was awesome in a past season. And the fruit remains. That's the good news. But the pruning is, he, I'm going to cut back from your life, your ministry, your, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. I'm going to cut some things back from you. So if you don't have a right perspective of this is the Father doing what he said he would do as the vine dresser. I'm the, I'm the branch. My Father is the vine dresser. It starts out like that. My Father is going to prune you. <laughs> Especially, even if you're bearing a little bit of fruit, He's going to come in and He's going to prune to whatever measure He sees fit because He's, he's a good Father, amen? And He knows how to get more fruit out of that tree. You know, sometimes it's like an 80% hack that happens so that the fruit will explode. But here's the issue. Some of you have misunderstood the pruning and you thought you were being disciplined or even worse, cursed. Cursed. 
that mindset has to be displaced. I'm asking that the Lord displaces that today. We need an upgrade. We need an upgrade that the Father is good and He's more committed to you and your life being fruitful than you are. He's, heaven knows how committed the Father is to your fruitfulness in all that it remains for eternity. It goes with you into eternity. It's not just a little performance here for a few decades and then it perishes. If it's true fruitfulness born of the Spirit, it carries with you. And so it's important for us to understand because He's a good Father and He's a good vine dresser. If something is being hacked from your life, see it from His perspective. You're like, well, I just see it as this. Well, you need to choose to see differently. You need to get in the Word of God. And you need revelation. You need your mind renewed. You need your heart strengthened. Why would you expect to think differently if you spend no time or little time in the Word or in dialogue? with the Lord why would you expect anything to shift something's and that's not a you know it's it's just speaking to myself first it's like he's calling us up and he's saying do you want a life of fruitfulness see some of you think fruitfulness is more money more applause, people recognizing me, promotion in a job, whatever. That's fruitfulness. So let me, let me ask you this then. If that's fruitfulness, if that's divine fruit, then why are many of the unsaved walking around with more of that than you and yet they hate God and disregard Him. It's not fruit. You may increase in those things. You know, while you're increasing in fruit, but let the grid and the mindset of the world that says this is fruitfulness, this is excess, let that burn by fire and let a true healthy grid of what kingdom fruitfulness is be reestablished or established in a greater dimension in your hearts and in your minds. Because we need to see accurately 
I don't want to go around the mountain again. Anybody want to go around the mountain again? Heck no. (laughs) Ain't nobody signs up for that. (laughs) It's time to ascend the mountain. It's time. I'm telling you, Deuteronomy 7 to 10, Deuteronomy 8, 8. uh, uh, Sorry, Deuteronomy 8, 7 to 10. I want you to take a look at that. It's part of your assignment when you leave today. But we are moving into a season of great fruitfulness. The Lord is doing wondrous things in our midst. And it's, it's time to be encouraged and strengthened in our hearts. And if he's doing a little bit of pruning, celebrate it. See that the Father is loving you well. And his sole uh, desire, his commitment is that you bear fruit that remains. Fruit that pleases the Father for eternity. Amen? He's fashioning and forming us into the image of Christ. Turn to your neighbor say amen. So, we're wrapping up. So let's pray. Father, I declare right now with EHOP, brothers and sisters, that the miracle promise has been given to us, each one of us. We've been called and chosen to bear eternal fruit that remains, that pleases you, Father. Father, you delight in us. By this, Jesus, may he be glorified. I declare that Eastgate House of Prayer, this family, that we are not those who walk aimless. We are not those who wander or do it our own way. We are sons and daughters that abide in Christ. We are and will be a fruitful bow by the grace of God. Father, by your grace, let our roots go deep into Christ. And may the power of the Holy Spirit be released and manifest Christ in all things for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca.